Good evening and good morning wherever you are in the world, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome back to the AJ Roberts Show. Today we have uh, one yeah. of the AJ Roberts Show's favourites, uh, Ricardo Bosi, former Lieutenant Colonel of Australian SAS and political leader of Australia One Party. Uh, welcome back to the show, Zert. Thanks, mate. Always a pleasure to be here. One correction, though, I, was, I wasn't a light colonel in SAS. So I served in SAS and the commandos. But so a, a better and more accurate description is a special forces lieutenant colonel. Otherwise, the lads will be uh, throwing rocks at me from a long distance away. <laughs> Thank you for correcting me. Um, honestly, it's a pleasure to have you back on. Uh, every time you know we do a podcast together, there's you know so much great content goes out. Um, the, the show itself built up a you know really big Australian and Kiwi um, audience over the last couple of years, noticeably because obviously I've been getting a lot of Australians and Kiwis on to show the world what's actually happening in the countries there, you know, for the people in the UK and the United States and Canada and stuff like that. So, um, you know, let's let, let's start with that. I mean, we, last time we spoke, it was very much post-election, uh, uh, another country which basically showed the world, you know, how all these elections are rigged. Um, just like we're seeing, obviously, in the United States, that we're seeing in Brazil, and obviously the uprising against that. Um, what uh, you mentioned uh, off camera that you've been kind of head down with it all. Um, what's sort of like what have you been up to since then? And uh, from an Australian perspective, you know, what's what's happening down under? Sure. All right. Like, we'll, we can we'll do small picture and big picture, I guess. Uh, whilst you raise elections, uh, it's exactly we had one in the state of Victoria, which is in the the bottom, uh, the southeast. Southeast corner of Oz, the state of Victoria had a state election, which uh, and Australia won. We um, we don't have candidates. We vet and provide policies, I guess, for people that are in line with our, our view of what we want Australia to become. And so we had six candidates run in that state election, and, and the whole family went down and we handed out how to vote cards at the polls and things like that. And the result was it to be expected. It was so grossly corrupted. It was almost funny. The candidates worked their tails off. They really did. They did a fantastic job. We know the numbers that they received were uh, far below what uh, what was in reality. The, the reported numbers were far less than in reality. And so we we contested the election. Um, the corruption is is the the means by which deep state, whatever you want to call them, have controlled us for the longest time. And uh, there was one one particular example, which is very obvious, and it happened to me when I ran uh, at the federal election back in May, where the scrutineers who are there to watch the count to make sure the Electoral Commission staff are doing the right thing, uh, they entered the room and the staff were there and the ballot boxes had already been opened and the, and the ballots were laid out on the table. And one of the scrutineers, one of our scrutineers said, hang on a minute, you know, we're supposed to see the boxes opened. And they assured him, no, 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 it's just so, uh, it's easier for you. <laughs> for your benefit. Yeah, yeah, for your benefit. And on top of that, the ballots themselves were nicely flat. There was not even the slight crease when people tend to fold it in half to put it into the box. These were pristine as if they'd just come out of a photocopier, sheets of paper. And so we know it was corrupted. And the candidates were obviously a little upset with that. And I said, look, you'd understand. We knew, we knew it was going to be corrupted. Um and I think what the, the White Hats are doing, they're allowing this to go ahead in order to get more evidence against all these people that what has been going on is systemic, not just a one-off. Because if it happened once, people say, well, you know, we had a few bad apples. No, 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 no. No, no, we've got, we've got a systemic problem with our elections, just like Canada, just like the United States, and I dare say just like Britain. 
because I've been watching you guys from a distance and it's it's the same game plan. They have the same approach, the same strategy. And one last funny thing, I'll throw it out there internationally now, that um, the Premier who was re-elected allegedly is a guy called Dan Andrews. <laughs> Dan Andrews, he, you know, like most pollies, um, the guy couldn't find a keg of beer in a brewery. And yet he's allegedly this magnificent Premier of South Australia that's now won his third election. Well, the truth is the guy's dead, and I find it funny that uh, the Victorians voted for a dead guy. And I suspect, <laughs> I strongly suspect, and a lot of us strongly suspect this guy passed some time ago. Yeah. And I just think it's funny. So I'll leave it there. I won't go further into further detail as to why I believe that and the reports we've received and the phone calls and the rest of it. But again, it's just evidence that this game is, um, is coming to an end very, very quickly. In the, in the big picture in Oz, it's, uh, it's as we predicted. We had the... We had the protests in Canberra at the beginning of the year, and we had millions up there. It was the largest protest in Australian history, and that's not my opinion. That's the opinion of some hard-nosed unionists who have been protesting since forever. And we had big numbers. And those that are trying to control us penetrated the entire freedom movement. And for the entire time, people were saying, why don't the freedom movement all coalesce? Why don't you work together? And I said, because we don't trust them. And over the mm. course of the 10 months since then, Every one of these other freedom uh, movement individuals, these rock stars of uh, TikTok, have evaporated. In fact, they've actually revealed themselves to be controlled opposition, probably in the hands of the Masonic filth. Now I'm going to go mention the Masonic filth a few times this morning because what people have to understand is that's the means by which the people at the top control us at the bottom. The mm -hmm. Masonic filth are what's good. Now a lot of people really get agitated when I start hitting the Masonic filth hard. And what they must understand is if you've taken an oath to something higher than your responsibilities to the people, then you are ipso facto a traitor. You are guilty of tre treason and sedition. It's really straight, quite, quite straightforward. Now, the lower level uh, Masons have been taken out. Correction, the high level Masons have been taken out. The middle order ones are now panicking and ratting on each other. And all that's left is the low level uh, Masons and they're trying to figure out what to do. And they think it's just a gentleman's club they think it's just a uh, a means by which they can advance their business. But the truth is out there. It's not even our truth. It's their truth. They get this stuff out there. And what people have to understand is one of the key objectives that we have, and we'll achieve it, is we're going to evaporate the entire Masonic filth from Australia. And if every other country wants to remove the, those actually controlling, they have to do the same. Now, I recently saw a video of a huge, it looked like a huge cathedral, no idea where it was. And it was full of Masons in their full garb and seeing God save the king or queen or whatever it was. These people are traitors. These people have penetrated every aspect of life in Australia. And this is what we've been doing over the last 10 months, revealing this. And, and the grooming scandal in the UK, why do you think the cops allowed this to go? It had nothing to do with fear of racism and the rest of it. They are controlled by Masonic filth, who mm -hmm. are into child sacrifice, satanic ritual abuse, because again, their words, not mine. The Masons pr pr uh, pray to Satan. Uh, that's their God, and they're into the worst of worst possible things. Mm. And so the big picture in Oz, what we've been trying to reveal to people is how we got here, how we got here, and it's slowly getting out. Now, complacency, the complacency of the Australian population has got us here. So they can stick a finger in the face and say, well, you know, why did this happen? Why did that happen? Because the Australians, and not everybody, because it's, it's about a 50-50 split by our estimation. Half the country is ready to go. The other half 
just want to stick their fingers in their ears, pretend nothing's going wrong. And that complacency is how we got here. It really is. It's, it's quite shocking. But the good news is, bit by bit by bit, we are waking them up in Oz. They're really getting to a point now where they are ready to ready to go. And this is key. They must stand up. They must yeah. stand up. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I speak to a lot of people in Australia, having lived there and you know constantly been in communications with them over the last few years. Uh, my cousin included, uh, big shout out to Darren up at Ken's, uh, pretty much been fighting the fight doing kind of what I've been doing, but just without the podcast. So uh, much love to you, cousin. Um, it's uh, It's been great to see, you know, the resilience as well in a lot of the, the people. And, you know, it was great to see those millions turn up in Canberra that time. And I was like screaming, shouting rooftops here, like this is what's happened in Australia. You know, ask yourself why millions of people are turning up to the same place to protest against the same thing. You know, it's not just like to get some selfies with some friends and catch up with family. Um, it's literally that because freedoms are being taken away. And it's like you say, the other half have turned the blind eye, just like they have in the UK for so long. Um, a lot of it has been through fear, but it's been, you know, that fear that's been accepted and allowed to happen. And um, I think we're all at the stage, no matter what side of the fence you sit on, like we all got to like own our shit basically and just like come together and we'll be counted as one. Um, and I guess that what's, what's, you know, Australia one's, kind of is all about and um you know at, at, on that respect you know at, at see, looking forward and knowing clearly what's happening and what you can see in the tides are turning you know like where does australia one sit in all this like what do you think needs to happen um you know countrywide and what can australia one do to facilitate that sure uh, let me preface the answer by saying well, what i say to our people all the time our job is not to bring down the cabal that's somebody else's job and they're doing a bang up job the, uh, the military solution, I'm comfortable with the military solution, to be honest, and, and most soldiers are, because we know that uh, when it's done properly, it is like nothing else on earth. Civvies tend to get a bit concerned by it, but here's the fact, civilians, your complacency, let this happen. You can't vote yourself out of a position where someone's got a gun to your head. So we know that the, um, we know that the Americans and others have been conducting ops in Oz. We were, in fact, I told the people some time ago, we were told in February that... Counterterrorism exercise were going to be uh, played over the next 10 months from February to December on the east coast and west coast of Australia. Now, mate, as, a, as an ex, as an ex, Tommy, you know that no exercise goes for 10 months. So if you're not an exercise, you're on operations. And if you're operations, the, the weapons are loaded and you're on instant. <laughs> so, yeah. so what we know is that, that uh, arrests have been happening for a good 10 months now. They're coming to an end. But these have been the soft knocks, quiet ones. We're about to see the result, the fruit of that uh, very, very shortly. And I can't give you time frames because, as you know, this is an event-driven operation. It is global. They're synchronizing as best they can across the entire planet. This isn't without precedent. And so with this backdrop of the fact that our job is not to bring down the cabal, but to support what is going on by standing up, our job is to save the country, which is a very, very different responsibility because we're about to enter this god-awful stage where millions of people are going to find out that they have AIDS, that their kids might have a, a life expectancy of two to five years due to pericarditis and myocarditis. Now, this is, this is going to shatter people. You can imagine. We've had time to work through this. And so what we're doing as A1 is a twofold approach. <clears throat> we're getting people to realize there are solutions for the future, particularly with health. There's two pillars to, the, to what we've been selling. There's the, the economy and their health. And health comprises physical emotional, mental, psychological, and spiritual components. And all of them have to be addressed, but from a grassroots level at first. 
And so we've been telling them our job is to save the country. But on top of that, and we can dive into either side after this if you wish, we have to look two or three objectives in advance. We can't just have that tactical, the, the six inches in front of your face. And one of the largest uh, aspects of our success will be to, we're conducting a constitutional convention in 2024. Now, in order to do this, what I've been telling the Australian people is it has been your complacency, your ignorance that has allowed this to occur. So we're not going back. The old Australia is dead. And people complain and say, can't we have a little bit of what we used to have? No, because what you had led to exactly this situation where the, the, the genocide of the entire planet was plausible. So we have to go back. And what, is a, what does a constitutional convention have to do with that? And this is something that the, the UK might want to look at too. What it means is that every one of us, every man, jack of us and woman needs to understand for ourselves from first principles what it means to be sovereign. What does that mean? Literally, define it for yourself because you have to come to this constitutional convention knowing what you want, by whom and how you wish to be governed. You need to decide for yourself what it means to be free and equal. What does that mean in reality? And then from these first principles, we can derive the uh, the actual legal aspects of this constitution we're going to design. Now, for those who don't know, the Australian constitution is referred to as Washminster because it's half Washington and half Westminster. We took the best traditions out of the Westminster system and we took the best traditions out of uh, the American experience in their Washington constitution and it's called Washminster. Now, what we've discovered is it is manifestly inadequate for a 21st century Australia. It is just not up to speed. It, it's, a, it's a constitutional monarchy. And after the truth of the royal family comes out, I think people will be reluctant to get, do anything with the royals ever again. And that's going to be a shock to many of the Brits. I know that many Brits, their hearts are still with the royal family. But when the truth comes out, they're going to turn their backs. We certainly intend to do that. And this constitutional convention will require an intelligent, educated uh, population able to discern for themselves what it means. Now, this has been one of my hardest tasks because when I when I talk to the people, often I, I stay and it's it's obvious I've heard this for the first time. I say sovereignty resides in every one of you. Every one of you is the source of political power. And over and over again, they look at me with wide eyes and say, "I have no idea what you're talking about," because they are so accustomed to being told what to do. And we started as a penal colony, and that's not a great way to start a nation, I can tell you. But that's the truth of it. They don't understand that all political power derives from them. And they have to decide, you know, what does natural law mean? I've never heard that term before. Correct. <laughs> you know, where? what is the origin? What is the source of your rights as a, as a human? Either you have them or you don't. And if so, where are they? And if you don't, what are you going to do about it? So we have a we have a model, we have an idea of where we'd like to take it. But this is genu generally, genuinely the best way to do it. We have to get the people to think for themselves. Now, this is the single most hardest way to do it. I get that. But the last thing we want to do is have a top down. Here's uh, three possible uh, future constitutions, A, B or C, which would you like? Oh, I'll take B, sir. Oh, excellent choice. Why? Oh, it's an excellent choice because that's what they've been doing to us for ages. And everything that Australia One does is predicated on helping every individual reach their highest potential so that collectively we can all participate in the reformation of the country. Anything top down is automatic three red flags for me. It is a, it's going to be a slow and torturous process, but we must raise the, the, the understanding and consciousness of this country so we can intelligently inform our future. And when we do that, man, it's going to be this country will never be subject to the sort of controls that have been and, and 
and crimes that have been imposed upon us. Now, it's going to be lumpy. It's going to be very uncomfortable. Mistakes will be made. But these are the birth pains of a new nation. And that's exactly what we're going to create, a new a new Australia. One country, mm -hmm. one people, one flag. Yep. Yeah, and, and I can see the exact same happening here. Um, you know, over the, the last two years, the, the communities that have been formed, the grassroots communities have been phenomenal. Um, you know, and I've been I had the pleasure of visiting so many and very much part of so many. Um, and it's beautiful to see it's nothing but positivity. I was actually talking to people today about it. Um, because again, people know the importance and uh, you know, and and, and all the, the old, and to be fair, all the old shit's like kind of meaningless, isn't it? You know, go find me someone who's happy getting up in the morning. Um, putting their socks and shoes on, their little work uniform, and getting like rinsed from all, for all their money from taxes to, you know, inf inflation to utility bills, to the skyrocketing food prices, you know, all the food which is poisoned anyway, um, and everything else that they put on you. Go find someone who's happy in that kind of situation, just in eternal debt. They're not, um, and that's again that that's been allowed to happen, and we do have to take responsibility for this. Like whether it's Australia, Canada, America, UK, you know, we've allowed this to happen. Um, we've allowed it to go on for so long, and yeah, like it is the com it's the conversations that need to be had, and people just need to understand, you know, the ones that queued up for, you know, the obvious. Um, that yes, there was a lot of pressure on people. And I know Australia had it bad, especially in you know, in certain states, it was horrendous. Literally, you know, I, I interviewed a teacher, and she said she got told she had to, you know, take take the uh, the shot, uh, or she couldn't teach on Zoom at home. You know that's how bad it got over there, and uh, and New Zealand as well. So you know I kind of get it to a point, but at the, the same time, we're, we're in this position, you know, in all these countries around the world because we've slowly allowed it to happen. But that's that's the psychological warfare that's been waged on us. And I, I did a podcast yesterday with Anna de Brissier, and we talked about the unrestricted warfare that's happened on every country. So it's, it's psychological warfare, economic warfare. You know, it's, it's unconventional. And we've um, and spiritual warfare, you know, on the level that we've never experienced because pretty much every facet of life has had like any thoughts about connection to source removed. Whether that's in the schools and through military training, police, all of it. Um, so I, I, we were talking about how were the first and second world wars, and before that, you know, soldiers went into battle literally trained in spirit, mind, body. Whereas like more modern warfare is literally mind and body, isn't it? um and there's there's no connection there and that's why we're seeing what we're seeing uh you know on, on on the levels that we have um but i can only see it getting better and i am seeing it getting better you know within my own family within um wider friend circles you know people that are just obviously emailing contacting and obviously people that comment all the time on my channels about how things are moving in the right direction their family they are coming to realize like they have been lied to in a massive massive way not just in the last two and a half years but beyond that you know to get them to this point in the first place um, and I, I, you know, I, I, I seriously think we're going to go to a much, much better place. But like you said, it's, it's, it's working hard as one unit to strip away all of this evil and, and to raise that le level of collective consciousness in each country. Uh, and that's literally how we get out of it because th there's only positive sides out of the end of it. So like, why wouldn't you want to look that way? And that's what I like about what's kind of happening right now is we're seeing every sector in society just collapsing. So it's making and people are feeling the pinch of it, you know, because the, the deep state are literally rinsing prices like there's no tomorrow. Because the only way they make money, isn't it? There's the only way they can make money at the moment, uh, other than obviously the you know the trafficking and all the crap in Ukraine. Um, but it's people are seeing it with their own eyes now and feeling it at that level. 
you know, it's not just a medical issue now, it's literally everything. So that's what's needed to, to raise that level. And, and it's exactly the same in Australia. Um, but one, one, I just want to address one of the comments that someone's put here about where's all the men been. And I, I, you know, I was going to the protest very early on, and that was a, one of the things I noticed here in the UK. It was huge. And then when I saw things happen in Australia, and I haven't lived there, you know, big strapping blokes everywhere and stuff like that, and just the amount of people just giving up and just you know going along with it, I was I couldn't believe it. Um, but then when you actually study it, and I literally spent, I spent the last year studying like mind control and all the different techniques and everything, and I've been talking about it a lot more <clears> recently <throat> to show people where the minds are in the minefield so you can actually see them um and just the, the level of the attack on the male population has actually been horrendous in the most evil ways you know through tv media pesticides meat influencers you know all that kind of stuff and and it's been the same there and us isn't it oh without a doubt the the attack against the males has been a key plank in their methodology to literally and metaphorically emasculate the nation mm. in fact in australia one we have you know, we have no what's it called when you favor one group over another positive discrimination mm. and the key a lot of the key people in australia one are females and they're just these, these women are just tigers you should see them they're brilliant we don't care what's what sex sex you are if you're good you're good it's it's pure merit based but having said that we have found ourselves required to remind men of their responsibility early in the piece when this first kicked off and people people forget how bad it was a month a week ago a month ago six months ago a year ago two years ago they literally forget but i never wore the mask in the shops and i'd go up to the shops and the coppers would be there and i'd just um i'm exempt thanks mate just keep walking ignored them and it used to really aggravate me watching these as you say these big strapping men wearing their face nappies and uh, at one point, it was clear that I was going to be targeted. And I did a piece to camera. And I won't repeat the salty language I used. <clears throat> but I looked down the barrel of the camera. I think I said this three times. If you come between me and my kids, I will kill you. Mm. I will effing kill you. And I said that down the barrel of the camera. Now, that was for a couple of reasons. I wanted to let the cops know that if they tried it, there would be bodies. And I have no problem admitting that online because you have no, they have no authority to get between me and my kids. We know, in Australia, there is no law. This is not a throwaway line. The our constitution has been so badly mangled and, and um, bastardized. There is no law in Australia. There is just the corporation as we know. Mm -hmm. And the police aren't police. They are shopping mall security guards, basically. And so when we go back to this position of where are your rights, what is the origin, from where do they derive, I have no problem. I'm very clear on that. And I'm happy to argue that verbally and physically with anybody that wants to have the, the discussion. Because a right, regardless of a source, has to be backed up by force anyway. So I looked down the barrel, the camera said, if you'd get between me and my kids, I will effing kill you. And that was, that was very effective on a couple of levels because one of the what was he? The chief inspector at the supermarket saw me once and he was running interference because he knew the constables were going to come and interfere with me because me and my family, my family and I didn't have masks on. Everybody else did. And he did his best to keep them away from us because he knew there was going to be a problem and, and he was going to lose. And so were his two constables. <laughs> on the other point, to your, to your point about men, I constantly have to remind men that their first job 
is to protect their wife and children. And hey, that sounds like some Cro-Magnon Neanderthal approach to, oh man, what sort of world do you live in? Well, I'm telling you what world I live in. It's the same bloody world that you live in, that you're allowing your children to die by the hundreds of thousands because your testicles are in your wife's purse smelling of mint. And they literally are shocked and they think, no, no, haven't we evolved beyond this? No, no. Every generation thinks they are so much smarter than the last one. Well, guess what? We are driven by many forces, physical, mm -hmm. mental, emotional, uh, you know, psychological and spiritual. But you've still got to wrestle with this human aspect, not within yourself, not only within yourself, but with those that would try to do harm. And so I've had to remind men, your first job is to protect your wife and kids. That's it. And if that means you get physical, you get physical. What are you going to do? Sit back and go, excuse me, uh, wife, can you please beat up the big guy that's raping the daughter? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's just a metaphor. No, it's real. No, it happens every day. Now, what is it? The CDC just came out. And forgive me if the number is wrong because I haven't checked it myself. It was an accurate report from someone. The CDC came out and said 150-odd thousand American kids have been killed by the injection, by the jab. Mm -hmm. 150,000. Or numbers to that effect. When the swine flu vi uh, vax came out and 15 people died, they killed it. They killed the vax because that's just too too dangerous. And yet these men who have lost their manhood, who don't know what it means to take a hit and to give a hit, have just sat back and gone, oh, well, we have to do it. Says who? Not me. Not me. And if every man stood up and actually became a man again, which they're not, and I understand why, but if they stood up, this would end. I've said this. We said this. God, I said this in front of 200,000 people a couple of years ago in, in Sydney at a rally. The moment we stand up and say enough, it's over. It's finished. There's nothing they can do. And this excuse of, oh, I had to do it for my job or I wanted to go to the pub with my mates. And really, okay, well, you're going to pay the penalty for that because decisions have consequences. And so it's it's been a, it's been a hell of a job waking men up. And there are, again, I keep saying it just to remind there are five parts to us. There's, there's many models, but my model, I like mine. Physical, mental, emotional, psychological, and spiritual. And don't discount the importance of the physical. Mm. Good mate of mine. Great bloke. Nice young guy. Smart, tough. Uh, he got into a bit of a stout with his mates in Sydney not long back. And this big bloke landed on him. And for a fraction of a second, he said, oh, my, what am I going to do now? And then he remembered, shit, I can bench 130 kilos. So he just lifted this bloke up and threw him off. And he and his couple of mates, you know, fought off half a dozen, half a dozen guys with their scrag girlfriends, and they mm. ran off. The physical underpins so much to your to your other parts of your body. It really doesn't. So people minimise. They shouldn't. And where do men have the advantage over women? Oh, in a number of ways, and they have advantage over us in a number of ways. But our bone is denser, the muscle is thicker. We have high levels of testosterone, which is highly correlated with cooperation in pro-social situations, which means we cooperate really well and do stuff without talking. And yet we have, you know, men have been told to behave like women. No, mm -hmm. I don't want to behave like a bloody woman. Did you know female dolphins talk more than male dolphins? There's a physiological difference. Mm. We cooperate. We don't talk. Mm. I was in Adelaide. I was in Adelaide, um, South Australia. Adelaide is the capital of South Australia, one of the states in Oz. And I was, it was peak hour, and all 35 cars are on the road at the same time. It's not a, a big city. That's a joke mm -hmm. for the South Australians. Anyway, we were stuck in traffic, and it wasn't moving. And I just got out of my car, and I looked, and I saw that about, I don't know, 50 metres up the road, there was a woman in a car, and the car had stalled. And so all the lanes were trying to 
converge into one. So I just left my car where I was, walked up, and as soon as I walked up, four other guys, five other guys got out of their car, and without a word being said, one got the lady out of her car, hopped in the car. The other guy started diverting traffic. Somebody was waving traffic away. We backed a car off onto the footpath, let her get back in the car. We got back in our cars and drove off. Not a word was said. We just looked at what had to be done and we did it. This is what men are good at. Hmm. And yet we've been told we have to talk. Well, yeah, of course you've got to talk to your wife and tell her a hundred times a day how much you love her and your kids. I'm not saying be a, be a, a caveman. But we have strengths and we have ways of doing business that need to be done. And what we're looking at now on the planet, certainly in Australia, in large measure is a result because the men cease being men. They don't know what it means to be a man. They have no idea. And then you get the lunatic that pushes it so far the other way. Men must dominate women. Oh, grow up. For Christ's sake. You know, bros before hoes. Hmm. You're kidding me. I think so. <laughs> I'm happy with my bride. I'm very happy with that. Thanks. Hmm. But that's it. That's the point. Men have to be men. And men have to work out for themselves what it means to be a man again. And I mean that in a very real way. Very real way. Yeah, absolutely. And I've, I've seen it here on Mast in the UK. Obviously, it's a lot better now than what it was. Um, and I even have to, I can even go back to look at like when I first started reporting on, on, on podcasting on all the stuff that was going on. You know, 90% of the people that started following and paying attention and commenting and stuff like that were all female. And it was all the blokes that were like, we're talking shit, um, listen to the experts, you know, like attack, attack, attack. Um, and actually, I think nearly every person that's contacted me because they're going through either a potential court case or um, a mass family argument where the parents obviously are split and one wanted to get the kid um, inoculated. Like it was always the male that wanted to get the kid inoculated, you know, because they're the ones that are dumbed down and nodded and, you know, nodded along. Um, and it was also, it was always a female that was contacted saying like, any idea who I can speak to to help me with this? And, you know, I've had that for like the last year and a half. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, it is it is getting better. And I think the realisation of what's happening um, and obviously men hold a lot more pride, don't they? And they hold a lot more of everything like in, the, in their stomachs, you know, which is our second brain. So that's not even working properly. And it just builds up loads of stress. And then at the same time, they're like trying to work to earn money and everything like that. And I've, I've seen it over the last several months, like guys just exploding <clears throat> and all coming out, um, which is clearly needed. Um, but from a lot of the research I've been doing into into this the psychological side of it, this is actually um, this whole thing's actually been an attack on uh, chromosome two and chromosome eight. Um, chromosome two is the the empathy center for us. So obviously the males are losing that empathy and that that love and everything else like that to actually feel or get angry about all this kind of stuff. So it makes them conform. And chromosome eight is the uh, the, the association chromosome. So it's like they're creating that disassociation. They're almost distancing themselves and losing empathy. And if you go to any, if you were to look at GP studies now, the amount of young males, like teenagers, that are now suffering from all of this because of lockdowns, injections, pharmaceuticals, energy drinks, blah, 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 the list goes on because you know it's been an attack on them as well. Like this is exactly what's showing up now, lack of empathy and disassociation. And that's what it's called, disassociation disorder. So, you know, it, people really want to understand how deep this attack goes. That's just one example. And obviously we've seen oh, it on mass. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm right there with you. And it's so subtle as well because what you're saying about the, the biological attack is correct. But then again, again, you hit the psychology. If you Some of the uh, games that you play online, mm. and uh, and I like some of them. They're a lot of fun. Call of Duty's a hoot. That's not, you know, when I need to relax, I just log on and <laughs> whack a few people. But instinctively, in my gut, 
because they have women playing there in women's bodies and women's voices squealing. And I remember it still, it jars me to hear a woman uh, screaming and then just not accept it because this is, this is a, a deep part of the male psyche. We must be overly sensitive to women and the sound of women and children in pain. Otherwise, we fail in our first responsibility of protection. Mm. And they're washing that out. See, look, I'm, I was born in 1960. I'm 62 years of age. Now, what that means is I was raised by people that fought in World War II. That's how bloody ancient I am. And so the stories around the dinner table, and, the, and this, this, the point of this story is that your personal history can overcome genetic problems. And this has been proven many times. The genetic impact on you is subject to your will. It really mm. is. And so I grew up sitting around the kitchen table hearing stories about my grandfather and my grandmother who were commissars with the partisans in Yugoslavia. She, she had a collarbone broken by the butt of a, a German Mauser when she was running messages for the, for the commissars. On the other side of the family, they were, um, they were in the Italian army. And these are the stories that I grew up listening to. And so the, the bar was set very high. My, I'm, you know, my family, they might not be the richest, and they're certainly not. But, God, they are rich. They are wealthy with history and character. And these are the stories I grew up listening to. Now, that's been replaced by Netflix and every other brand of nonsense and programming coming mm -hmm. out of that box. And so over time, people believe that that's normal. Now, this, all of this can be changed. It really can. Because the good, and here's the good news. What they've achieved, they have spent billions of dollars forcing us to believe a lie. And many have gone with it. But the moment that pressure comes off, the moment they lose, and they are so close to losing, it's not funny. Once that lie ceases to be reinforced, we will come back to where we should be. Because think of the hundreds of billions of dollars they have spent trying to change humanity, and it's still a line ball game. That This is the most encouraging piece of all of this. They mm. have spent hundreds of billions of dollars to convince us of lies. About half have gone with it, and the other half have gone, no, not happening. And once the pressure comes off, once the money goes, the Soros and, and all the corruption and the deep state evaporates, and the truth is allowed to bubble to the surface, we will spring back very quickly. And understand, as I said, the, the your genetic limitations can be overcome in time by will. We know that for fact. That's science. And so the, uh, the, the biological attacks on us have been many and varied, but we can, we can overcome this, all of us. We can become what we were designed to be. Yep. 100%. And so it's something I've been talking about loads recently, you know, like it's a clear and obvious message. And one of the biggest scams in, in human history is convincing a population um, that we can't heal ourselves and that we need poison to fix us. Um, and that's like one of the biggest brainwashing scams that's taken place. You know, I, I, I've been uh, using my social media quite a lot recently and just simple questions like, um, when you when you have a headache after a night out drinking loads of beer and wine and uh, eat, eating loads of food, you know, filled with rapeseed oil and uh, additives and everything else like that, you feel like absolute crap the next day. Well, the first thing you do is reach for an aspirin, a chemical. But in reality, is like, is your body deficient aspirin? No, it's not. So, it, <laughs> but because it's quick and easy and convenient, you're just like, and that's what we've been brought up to believe because you know, our, through parents and stuff like that, you know, it's again, it's just all systematic like approaches, little nudge techniques. And we know that all the GPs, you know, are trained in Rockefeller Medical Institutes, you know, the curriculum that's taught to them is taught to for a reason. Ask, ask how many GPs know anything about nutrition. Uh, half of them are overweight themselves. You know, it's, um, 
and yeah. but but people people are like, yeah, but they paid six figures. They paid six figures because the the pharmaceutical industry's got endless amounts of cash. It's, it's peeing, it's ducks, duck, you know, water for ducks back to them. That's why, you know, and it's like, it's just, the, the blueprint in every country is the same, isn't it? You know, the setup's the same, the schooling system's the same with the left brain learning. It's like, it's all the same. Yeah, it is. And it's, and it's all going to come down. As I said, the old world is dead. The new world will be just remarkable. Now, again, that's another part of what we're, we're warning the people about. It is literally mm -hmm. going to change very, very dramatically. And we're going to do our bit because, Australia One will eventually become the government of Australia because we'll be the only game in town. Everybody else will be in jail. <laughs> and one of the yeah. approaches we're going to do is, and it's not like we're going to go back to the Middle Ages. We're not talking about that. There's still going to be power. There's still going to be to become from a source that you don't have to pay for on a weekly basis. There's still going to be, you know, mass production of things that we need lots of. Mm. Nobody wants to spend six hours a day making bread and, 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 and canning, canning beetroots because there are things to do. But we're going to we're looking at this from a very broad perspective now. If anybody wants to know what A1 is doing, we're just doing the reverse of what the globalists have done. They want to concentrate us in the cities. Great, we're going to repopulate the rural areas, and we're going to be allocating a plot of land to as many people that want to go out there and repopulate the centre of Australia. Mm. Now, I'm not talking about the desert because the uh, we're going to be greening the entire country. More arable land will become self-sufficient. And now we're lucky. This plan doesn't work for everybody because. Oz is the luckiest country on the planet, a, an island continent, rich with every resource you can imagine, plenty of space, plenty of room, and with the right technology, we can turn this into the breadbasket the, of the world, and we intend to do that through mm. through yeah. dams and um, and, and sub, subterranean aquifers, and, and we could call the Great Australian F all in the middle, the gaffer. <laughs> We're going to turn that into uh, the Garden of Eden. It's going to be magnificent, and then... With this, we get the we, we grow the rural areas, so there is this sense of community again, real community. Each yeah. of these each of these steps fits into the next one, mm. and community based, family based uh, communities is exactly what we need to get back to. So you know your neighbours, you're willing to look after them because you know, like, and trust them, mm. as opposed to you live in you live in a suburb that, to all intents and purposes, looks lovely, but nobody knows anybody. Yeah, and nobody, nobody much cares, and mm. so we've got to re-establish this this grassroots. Now, the, there's a danger here, and I've got to warn people because the, the the filth, the Masonic filth, they they never sleep. I've I've calculated it'll take about three or four generations to get rid of the last ones. We'll get rid of most of them in the next three, five, and ten years, mm. but they will always come back like cockroaches. And uh, what the Masonic filth do is they get in at grassroots and they do genuinely good work genuinely good work and there are any number of organizations that many people are familiar with i won't mention them but they do good community-based work and they're all masonic filth and they use that to control now they're doing the same thing here in oz and let me give you a very specific example there's a group uh, like like many countries we have issues with unresolved issues with our first nations people now a1's got a really good policy on that we're going to be working with mob by mob and they call themselves mob so that's not a pejorative term mob by mob to find out what they want and how we're going to achieve it. But again, our end state is critical. One country, one people, one flag. But what, what this group called the Original Sovereign Tribal Federation, the OSTF, which sounds very lovely, wants to do is splinter Australia into countless little separate countries, shatter us like glass, shards of a, of a, of a nation. Now, we know they're crooks because they're backed by the UN and other organisations that are using 
using this model to destroy this this nation uh, mm. as complicit as everybody else. It's Masonic filth doing what they always do. And so that's an example. Just to be wary of these community groups, you've really got to look hard. They mm -hmm. invariably splinter and then put centralized control in. That's what they always do. And the, the, Mason, the Masonic filth do that. They, the freedom movement in this country has been revealed over and over and over again. And I've got the names. We know exactly who they are and what they're doing. And, and they'll pay. Mm -hmm. They will pay. They'll get in. They'll appear to do good, good work. <clears throat> they take control of the agenda. They empty the bank, of, bank account and collapse the organization. They do it mm -hmm. over and over again. You know, there'll be a, uh, a rally in Brisbane. Come to this. And then a loudmouth turns up, takes control, takes the money and collapses the whole rally. Yep. In fact, I was, I was set up for one. It was quite amusing. People got up and did their speeches and they said, mate, would you like to talk? I said, yeah, I'll say a few words. And I got up and then five guys lined up on a microphone and started asking what was supposed to be difficult questions. So nobody else got that. It was a massive setup. And so it, it was like it was like playing cricket with your six-year-old. He lobs one in. I just <laughs> hit it over the boundary every single time. So it failed because these people are so stupid. Hmm. They are, they're not smart. They have been... They have had an advantage because they've been controlling everything for so long. They've never actually met a real opponent. That's why A1's doing so well, because we hit back hard. There's mm. nothing they can say or do to us that it, that it don't even get close to landing a blow. So be aware of these organizations. If they are fracturing the nation, if they yeah. throw a, a centralized control over the top, because we, ha we had a long meeting with one of these guys. And this guy's a unionist, and I've got no problem with unions as long as they look after the, the workers and they're not a means by which they can they control the workers for the globalists. Hmm. And this guy was saying, let's have a super union across the country to make sure the workers get all the rights they need. <laughs> There's three red flags right there. Yep. Because these guys love centralized control. It's, it's the battle cry of the tyrant. Yep. We are going to back to a place where kids and family are first and community builds around that. And once we get that right, we're going to be we're going to be in great shape, and then it's reinforced. Let me just sorry, I'm going on a bit, but then it's reinforced in a legal and a sovereign sense, because we have these things in Australia called local councils, and they're just corporations. Literally, they have no place in our constitution, and they've they've become the conduit for the United Nations to get into our into our uh, polity, bypassing federal and state governments. But we're going to get rid of all of that. We're going to introduce counties where you can elect your sheriff and you can elect your judge. And so now, instead of having some uniform turn up at the front door that doesn't much care about you and your stolen car, you'll have the sheriff that you elected saying, my car got flogged and I know exactly where it is. It's down the road and I know who did it. Mm. This happened to a friend of ours. And she had to go and find her own vehicle because the coppers couldn't care less. Why? Because mm. the coppers are masons. They're involved in the chop shop business and the chop shops are protected by the masons. And so the cars, you get a car stolen and Oz, you'll never get it back. Mm. Why? So we're going, to bring yeah. we're going to bring it back to the counties, elect your judge, elect your sheriff, and then you control your county. And this is mm -hmm. where, where A1 is, is unique. We want to push as much authority and power back to where it belongs, and that's the people, because the people are the source of all law. And yeah, that's absolutely. what they don't say over and over and over again. Who is the source of law? The mm -hmm. people. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's why it's bringing the power back to the people. Um, but ladies and gents, if you're just tuning in, um, uh, obviously, we're here with Ricardo Bosi from over in Australia, from uh, the Australia One Party. Um, please give the uh, the podcast a share, hit the share button, uh, drop a comment, let us know where you're from, um, let us know what things like where you are right now, what you're seeing, 
you know, it's like saying, this is all about the people and it's all about the audience as well, who are listening. Um, but just touching on what you said there, Ricardo, it's, uh, it's exactly the same things, you know, be going on here in the UK. The, um, the police have absolutely been exposed for what they are over the last few months because myself and several other people, and including veterans, um, doctors, lawyers, people from all walks of life, I've been attending these uh, inoculation centers and like literally, literally closing them down and uh, you know not leaving until we do it. And then in some cases, you know, guys, guys, guys getting arrested. Um, you know, which has, has, has basically, you know, much as that's a, a you know, some might say it's a sacrifice, it's not whatsoever because what it's done is it's literally exposed the police what it, what they are. And I spent every single visit just standing there, observing absolutely everything, taking everything in. And, you know, what I've seen from these uh, robotic police was uh, at first it kind of blew my mind, but then I was very quickly just expecting it because, it, again, it was the same. You can see they were completely under order. They weren't allowed to say a word to you. They've got the little cameras on their, uh, their their vests and stuff. And, you know, their you know their belief system is the cameras are there for them and to protect them and to gain evidence. Well, I, was, I asked one, I said, mate, before these little cameras existed, you were still banging people up using CCTV and eyewitnesses. Um, they're not there to protect you. They're there to shut you up because you can't talk whilst that camera's on and give your opinion. Um, and you, just, you can literally see it in their eyes. They're just so programmed. It's unbelievable. Um, and I've, I've put tons of clips out across social media, like sort of, of uh, um, Steve Forsyth, ex-Royal ex Marine, you know, one of my really close friends, who's been literally been outside every school with his berry, his green berry on, you know, in, in South England, like, about, you know, trying to stop the mask mandates on the kids, stop the, you know, the jab, stop, stop all of it. You know, he's literally been in at it day in, day out, emailing the, the county police, telling them what's going to happen, telling them how complicit they are. You know, he's just, he literally has not took his foot off the throat. It's been phenomenal to see. And that is a real man. I've said, you know, bear witness to doing all that last couple of years. And it, it's been phenomenal and really led from the front. Um, and, and that's what, you know, that's what that's what's been great to see in a lot of communities now, and it's all because they're coming from the grassroots up. Exactly like you said, it's all about the people taking back their power, um, the collective consciousness, the the local um, elected people. You know, whether that's be a round table or think tank, whatever that may be. Um, not six hundred and fifty MPs that mostly go to Eton um, and are all groomed into being like absolute, you know, satanic little weasels um who think that they control 68 million people because that's literally what's happened yeah. and then the british people go and queue up every couple of years like voting red or blue um thinking that you know it's it's just an illusion of choice that's all it is it's already that it's already been mapped out for you they already know who's going to win they're all in the, this the same wings of the same two wings of the same bird is that the same australia america canada it's all there to be yeah. plain to see um but we know that all that's crumbling down we know half the people we're seeing on our screens aren't them you know, people are wising up to that now. Um, and, and because of that, things from a community perspective are growing bigger. And I was literally saying today, as things are happening on the planet organically, which they are, with, you know, energetic level, which is beautiful to see, you know, you, you're seeing more people taken to nature and outside and wanting to be part of something else, not the system that's engulfing them and, you know, engulfing <clears> their families. Um, and, 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 on that note, from an A1 perspective, like where do you see things going or the future for the health and the economy uh, in Australia as a whole? Yeah, that's the uh, that's the future. We've got to, as I said earlier, we've got to look two, three, four steps ahead. Now, we know the re reveal 
the reveal is happening now with greater frequency and speed. For example, on the NIH website, that's Fauci's own website. If you look up the latest update on COVID, it explains in detail how it is the most manipulated disease. It's all a fraud. Now, this is on Fauci's own website saying it's all a fraud. This is at the CDC coming out with the real numbers of the deaths. This is evidence that the White Hats are in control. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with the term, very briefly, in the old days of black and white TV, which I remember quite well, because it was black and white, you needed uh, visual, non-verbal, visual clue, clues to the audience. So who was good and who was bad? And the cowboy films, the old westerns, the bad guys always wore a black hat and the good ones wore a white hat, like the Lone Ranger and Tonto. Lone Ranger had his big white hat and the bad guys wore black. So the people, the audience knew who to, who to, uh, to use the American expression, who to root for, who to support and who not to. And so the White Hats are absolutely in control. Please understand that this war has been going on for 60 years since this this phase of the counteroffensive, let's put it that way, mm. since Kennedy's assassination in 63. This has been going on. Yeah. And it's now just about to reach its culmination. And so what's happening now is that's being done. And so the reveal is coming quicker. Arrests, public arrests will now be made uh, available to the people. Now, here mm -hmm. in Oz, and I don't doubt it's the same in other places, we know that arrests have been, and this is sort of senior people, senior politicians, judges, police, you name it. They've been arrested and they've been given the opportunity to take the truth and reconciliation offer, which is basically do what we say or we're going to charge you or put a bullet in your brain when you're found guilty. And so most mm -hmm. of them being child-raping cowards take the deal. Now, that means, what, what does that mean? It means that in the next days, weeks, and months, the speed of the reveal will be so great that these days will be remembered as the quiet times. Now, what does that mean? In a real sense, a lot of people are going to wake up and find out that they now have AIDS. Their kids have a life expectancy of two to five years because, as I said earlier, pericarditis, myocarditis. So this is, this is going to be catastrophic. Now, if we don't handle this correctly, uh, there is a potential that there will be a repeat of what happened in Germany uh, at the end of World War II. It's not an exact replica, but it's not dissimilar. The Russians, as the Russians were advancing from the east into Germany, they were raping their way across the nation. There wasn't a woman or girl that wasn't raped over and over and over again by the Soviet soldiers. It was devastating. The Germans heard about this. And so some tried to escape into, into the, to the west. Others got dressed up, had a big slap-up dinner, put on their finest clothes. They ate and drank and sang songs, and they blew their heads off. Mm -hmm. They committed suicide. Entire families, and we're talking about thousands, not just a handful, thousands. Entire families would go down to the river, mum, dad, four or five kids, and drown themselves in the river rather than face what was coming. Mm. Now, imagine for a moment, we're lucky. We have been awake. We've had years in some cases to go down the rabbit holes and find out what's been going on. Mm. We've processed it. The psychological shock, even for us, will be devastating. But imagine a family that believes they've done the right thing all of a sudden. My God, I've given my kids AIDS. They're going to die. Mm. And we had a call like this just the other day. So there's two, there's two fronts to this recovery. <clears throat> one is health and one is, uh, and by health I mean wellness, not pharmaceuticals. Yeah. On a physical, mental, emotional, psychological and spiritual, that health has to be taken care of. And on the economic side, 
we need to fix that as quickly because without a sound economy, there will be a collapse of the food chain and starvation. So the bad guys win. So you can see why we need, these are the two fundamental pillars. There are others, but these are the two fundamental pillars that must, that we're taking care of to make sure that we're ready to go mm. to help the people get from where they are to, from, to where they need to be. Mm -hmm. And so let's just talk about the economy for a bit because it it is important to some people for the wrong reasons and unimportant to other people also for the wrong reasons. We have to recover this economy as soon as we can. Now, I'm going to get a little bit technical here, but when you understand why, when, when you hear it, you'll understand why. We must keep the economy functioning, otherwise this system will collapse. We are such so finely balanced as a modern Western democracy that if if the local supermarket doesn't have toilet paper or tins of baked beans, they will be fighting in the aisles for this stuff. Mm. Now, how do we do it? Well, if you listen to our imbecilic, not current treasurer, like your uh, your Chancellor of the Exchequer, our treasurer, there's a guy called Josh Frydenberg. Guy couldn't run a corner store successfully, yet he was in charge of a trillion-dollar economy. He told us it was going to take us 60 years to recover the economy from the downside of COVID. Well, that's because the guys are a fool. Here's what we're going to do, and I'm going to get technical here. All taxes goes, no income tax, no capital gains tax, no stamp duty, no payroll tax, no um, anything tax, all gone. All gone. You sell your house for a million quid, you get to keep every cent. You don't have to pay anything on it. You get paid a thousand quid a week or a hundred quid a week, whatever it is, you keep every cent of it. It all, mm. It's all yours. It's your money. You are sovereign. And I, and I, and I get excited about telling people this. Now, what does that do? It gives you the power again because you need to. We need to recreate the wealthy middle class because the tyrants love the top end of town because they're the ones that pay them for the policies that they want, and they love the bottom end of town because they're on the public teat. They have to destroy the bad guys. Must destroy the middle class. We have to build that middle class up fast, mm. absolutely fast, because the middle class is intelligent, thoughtful self-opinionated and money in the bank. And you can't defeat that. That's the strength of the Western democracies. And that's why they hammered it. So that's why the economy. So you get all those taxes in Australia will be gone. And we're introducing what's called the 2% expenditure tax. That's it. Every dollar you send, you spend two cents goes to the, to the government. That's it. You will never pay another tax. And in our country, there's actually a payroll tax. So you're an employer and you want to bring people on. You've got to pay the government for the privilege. Now, what a disincentive to employing people. It's insane. That's how insane all of this is. Now, people say to me, well, hang on. How can we possibly pay all our bills with a 2% expenditure tax? And I explain, well, the taxes you've been paying forever have not gone into consolidated revenue to build infrastructure for the nation. It's gone into the pockets of the globalists. Yep. But let me give you a little bit of maths on this. Non-cash electronic transfers of wealth per day in Australia, around $200 million a day. Money exchanges between corporations, mm. $200 million a day. Great. If we tax every time money is spent, all of a sudden we capture that $200 million a day. Because up until now, it's been the wage slave that's had his or her t um, money taken from them. Because we mm. know every company on the planet optimizes its position so they pay how much tax? Zero. And there's this always cry, oh, the companies aren't paying their fair share. Well, that's bloody true. They neither do the trusts. and Every little company on the planet does exactly the same thing. So it's the poor wage slave that's been carrying the burden of tax. Now, 
again, I'm going to get technical here because I've got to prove the numbers. Tax receipts, federal and state for Australia over the 2018-2019 financial year, tax receipts was $521 billion. Our expenditure for the same period was $750 billion. So we're already in the red to the tune of $230 billion or thereabouts. In the red. And so the poor white slaves get told, oh, we just have to increase more taxes. Sorry, your cigarettes are going to cost more. The beer is going to cost more. The fuel is going to cost more. Oh, well, says the long-suffering punter out mm -hmm. there. I suppose we've got to do it. Mm -hmm. No. We take this 2% expenditure tax and now the companies pay their two cents in the dollar and they're actually better off too because all the, all the games they played trying to minimize their tax, that's all gone. And what happens is they are better off financially. We'll be attracting, Australia will attract every major corporation that's worth having to this country because it'll be better than the Cayman Islands because it's zero tax and it's a better place to live and it's honest. And that 2% expenditure tax is going to fund us. Now, guess how much we earn from that 2% expenditure tax? 1.3 trillion. <laughs> so now we're in the black to the tune of over half dollars you see what i mean that's how yeah. much has been stolen now that 1.3 trillion number might come down as we massage the figures right because mm -hmm. we're working through this as we go and i'm sure there are little hidden traps that might bring that number down but even if let's say it comes down to a trillion dollars right so we're in the we're in the black now by 250 billion before we're in the red 230 we're now in the black and everybody is richer so every individual in, the, in australia is now keeping every cent they earn and they only pay their 2%. That allows us to rebuild the country. That help, uh, helps us to rebuild the middle class where they can be self-reliant and independent, which is what you want. You want a country full of self-reliant and independent people because then it's hard for tyrants to take over. Our goal is to ensure this never, ever happens again. Australia will never fall for this again. Mm. It'll be so difficult to take over Australia because the Australians will have this massive sense of self, one country, one people, one flag. They'll have money in the bank and a good idea of where the hell political power comes from, and it doesn't come from some pedophile prime minister. That makes sense? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's the economic plan. This is just one of the pillars that we need to build up, but it's critical. And this will take us no time to rebuild Australia. Watch this space. And good old Brits, uh, you're more than welcome to come over. Let me tell you, we could do with more Brits. Oh, trust me, I'll be there next year doing talks. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, man, it's no. gonna be, it is going to be so cool. It is mm -hmm. going to be so cool. This country will just take off like a rocket. Mm -hmm. It's going to be the greatest country on the planet. Yeah, I, now, I, I have no doubt whatsoever. Oh, yeah. And the health side, as I said, physical, uh, mental, emotional, psychological, and spiritual. The last thing we want is um, a top-down medical approach. Now, there's a role here for the government in this because there are as many charlatans in the natural, natural medicine industry as there are in the pharmaceuticals. Hmm. safety and efficacy is paramount now what we've been telling people is don't wait for the med beds don't wait for these amazing technologies which are coming by the way yeah. they are yeah. but don't wait take control become self-reliant what you've got to do is this there is countless books out there the lost the lost secrets to healing herbs and all sorts of stuff and if you find it and do your own research that's the best way don't believe the guy on the screen don't believe me prove it to yourself Go find out what it is that they did for centuries in terms of healing themselves because the human body is beautifully designed by the Almighty to do exactly what it is intended to do, which is look after itself and heal itself. Mm -hmm. Now, evidence of that, 
and if I've, if I've said this before, forgive me for repeating myself, but I'm sure we have some new people viewing this. During the AIDS scare, it was a death sentence for everybody. Yet, the pharmaceutical industry came out with drugs that all they did was kill people. And yet there was a doctor who, through um, high volumes of vitamins and minerals and micronutrients, helped those with AIDS, and AIDS stands for Acquired Immunodeficiency Syndrome. So they couldn't fight off infections. So they died of things like pneumonia. They didn't die of AIDS. They just couldn't fight off hmm. diseases. But this doctor kept one of his patients survived three bouts of pneumonia just through micronutrients, vitamins, and minerals. The body can do what it needs to do. So there's two parts. There's the physical part there. There's five parts. There's the physical part there. So give the body the best chance to do what it does. There's the emotional part. Be hopeful. Be hopeful because that literally the the uh, what's it called? Sorry, the the word slips. The uh, placebo effect of belief in what you are doing actually works. So mm. use it to your advantage. Yeah. They've been telling you for years you're going to die and you die. I had a mate who had cancer. I said, mate, stop it. And he believed he was going to die, and away he went. Didn't have to. Mm -hmm. Another well, mate. That, that's why they rely on as well, isn't it? That's it. Another mate who refused the doctor's advice, and he survived esophageal cancer, which is incurable, because mm. he ate chilies. Because that's where uh, he, he looked into it. And Mexico is the place where they have the least incidence of esophageal cancer. What do they eat? Mm. Chilies. He likes chilies. Ate chilies. Went back to the doctor three months later. The esophageal cancer was gone. The doctor said impossible, and Paul said. Well, there you go, mate. There's something you need to learn. Please understand that hope is key. Then mm -hmm. you've got the mental part. Think about it. Really just think. Then you've got the psychological part, and that's the basis of your decision-making. Be strong psychologically and pray. Spiritually, get into it. The Almighty put us here for a good reason. You are here for a reason. Every one of you is so vitally important. Every one of you, no matter how small you think you are or insignificant you are, every one of us is dead equal in the sight of God. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, Absolutely equal. And so this is the health part. Now, you've got to do it for yourselves, people. Every one of you, get into it. We have a friend of ours, and we've been into this for a long time. My wife, again, forgive me if I repeat myself, my wife was diagnosed with MS a month after we were married and um, went to the, the, the specialist, the best, the best uh, MS guy in, in Adelaide, South Australia. And he said, look, I've got some treatments for you. Uh, one of the side effects is death, uh, but unfortunately you'll be in a wheelchair in 18 months and dead in three years. Well, that was in 2009. My wife, being a robust Australian, used some salty language to explain to him that she disagreed <laughs> with his diagnosis and prognosis. So anyway, I took over the – I do the cooking anyway, but I got rid of all the, the processed stuff and, and went into Whole Foods, everything fresh. And she couldn't walk 50 metres without needing a rest. And after the change of diet, nothing else, just diet, uh, not even meditation and the rest of it, which would have helped. But just after that, she walked three and a half k's down a sandy beach on my arm, but walked three and a half k's just on wow. the change of diet. So, ladies and gentlemen, please understand, you have the power in your hands right now to give mm. yourself the best chance to recover from this god-awful crime that they have committed. Yeah, yeah. In the health and the economy, this is the two main pillars of our recovery, and that's what Australia is going to be looking into, and other things as well. But they're the two that help mm. the people get back on their individual self-reliant feet and uh, take charge of their life, their family, uh, and their country. Mm, absolutely. And uh, it's, it's, I've been talking about it all the time, relentlessly. Um, you know, it's, I, I practice what I preach, you know, meditation, breath work. Uh, I'm very conscious about what I'm putting in my body. Um, 
you know, I haven't had a single inoculation since uh, the, you know, the British Army were, you know, happy enough to give me some anthrax. Uh, that was enough to wake me up against uh, ever having a single, uh, any kind of jab ever again. Um, but again, we all go through those processes. And like I just mentioned before, you know, go find a GP that's trained in nutrition. You won't, for, and it's for a reason, you know, because they don't want their products being replaced by wholesome, nutritious food. Like, it's as simple as that. It's a no-brainer. You know, it doesn't matter what business you're in, you need returning customers. Um, and it's when it gets to the size it does, and then you, the shareholders are the same shareholders that are in Coca-Cola and the other big food industries, the other poisonous industries, and they got shares all in each other's companies. And it's just a cycle. They're just sending each other's customers to, to each other. Um, that's literally all it is. So that, that we need to break free from those 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 uh, modalities, you know, those those companies, those uh, just just a horrendous poisoning on all, all levels, really. Um, and actually, like, understand that you are your best healer, and like exactly like you said, because you know, if you cut your finger, what happens? <laughs> you immediately start healing. You know, you don't go, oh, someone fix this for me. Uh, is there a, is there an app to stop me bleeding? You know, you start your That's the only evidence you need is right in front of your face. <laughs> you know, and it, but again, people's minds have just been completely warped to think that like you can't do that. Um, and again, it's all been about disconnecting you from who you really are, isn't it? On many different mm -hmm. levels. And uh, I did a big live last night on my Instagram, and I'm, I think I've shared it across uh, this Facebook channel and other, uh, my my Telegram as well. And I literally went through like all the different facets of how they try to disconnect us, like everything from. Well, I've got. I basically taught everyone, you know, about the body first that we are an electromagnetic being, right? So they need to connect, disconnect that, or the, our ability to be as electromagnetic. Um, and then everything from the community, you know, the wider community to the the wider family. When we're all around nan and granddads for Sunday lunch, that doesn't happen anymore. Um, and then down to your own individual household, where it is literally parents downstairs watching Netflix glued to the tv while watching you know fucking i'm a celebrity get me out of it reality tv shows and then the kids are upstairs on their devices like that's literally what's happening now in most households um so it's just every walk of life in every country again the blueprints are all the same it's all about frequency splitting people up disconnecting and poisoning like just and it's tick 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 every single day <laughs> for people uh, and that's what's led us you know very much big part of what's led us to where we've got to um, but like we say, we only see positive things moving forward, and that's all that's all we're interested in. You know, a big part of my focus now moving forward is educating people on how powerful you truly are. Like literally, you, people just don't understand like just what you can do. Um, so that's literally where I'm, you know, putting all my attention now. Um, and, and like yourself, like we, we we've highlighted and screamed from the rooftops now for a couple of years about like how dangerous all this thing's going on. <laughs> We can clearly see people are coming around to the idea that they've been absolutely lied to, not just uh, from the COVID side, but like beyond that mm -hmm. as well. So, you know, that will organically, I think, start coming to coming forward. And then everyone's going to start or want to be in a position where they truly want to understand who they are, what they're capable of um, and what the future looks like for their and their kids. You know, so that's where I think the, you know, the, the future is vitally important in that aspect. Um, I want to thank you for coming on today, Ricardo. As as always, my friend, it's uh, it's absolutely awesome to have you on. You know, you've got such a great fan base uh, within the show itself. You know, loads of comments coming in, loads of positivity, um, loads of people from all over the world. You know, uh, experiencing the same things, and uh, I can see that 
people are going from strength to strength now and uh, the people that have been following the show for a long time you know it's uh, it's been great for me to actively seeing them grow as well because you know I've actually been watching everyone you know in terms of their own spiritual growth physical growth you know psychological growth uh, it's been great you know it's not just us <laughs> you know that you know people that put a face to to a podcast or to a screen you know, that puts our head on the plate and stuff like that. It's uh, it's everybody who've got their own roles to play. And that's what the key is now, isn't it? It's understanding what your role is in all of this. Um and, and then leading from the front and empowering people in that in that same aspect. Yeah. No, no, it's been a pleasure, AJ. Thank you for your invitation. I love coming on. So anytime you're on a call, give us a bell uh, and we'll have a chat. Uh, thank you so much. And ladies and gentlemen, look, one last one last message. Be and this might sound odd. But be grateful you are exactly where you are because you are hearing this and you have an opportunity to turn this all around. And if you're in desperate straits, and I get it, you will be some of you. Pray. Pray to, pray to you know, find Jesus, pray to God, and guess what? Miracles happen. I've seen it. I've seen real. <laughs> you hang around long enough, and I've been around the boy a few times now. You hang around long enough, you will see miracles, and you'll just smile and go, yep, there you go. So keep the faith. We'll pray for you. God bless everybody. And uh We'll see you again soon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you very much. Guys and girls, I hope you enjoyed today's uh, show. They're coming thick and fast. Um, I've literally done a podcast today in person with uh, the wonderful Pam Gregory, um, world-famous astrologer, uh, and um, one of the queens in my life, I must say. You know, you can literally talk to the, the lady all day. I'm really looking forward to bringing that out. Uh, Derek Johnson is from the United States, uh, former US intelligence soldier, is joining me on Friday live. Okay, so bring your questions there as well. Um, and I've got some other bigger podcasts coming up after that. Um, so please keep, you know, keep, keep in touch uh, with what's going on. It's going to come thick and fast. I said this across all my social media. I'm now going to use the same tactics on you that has been used on you the last couple of years. I'm going to flood your social media with so much information. Um, it's going to confuse you, but it's going to help you join the dots. Okay. And, and that's, that's the way it's going to help you. Um, because it was, I've seen it all happen over the last couple of years of what flooding the media does to you. I'm just going to use the same tactic. All right. So take care. Um, please check out the comments. I've got my brand new five day course coming up as my rapid fire mission consciousness course, where I show you how to raise your level of consciousness in a rapid way, uh, which is, which will only open doors to really positive areas in your life. So please check out the link that's in the comments it starts on January the 9th. You can even buy a voucher your family as well for Christmas. Uh, it's all there for you to see. Uh, but for myself and Ricardo, take care. And I'll see you again very soon on the AJ Roberts Show.